0: Hello and welcome to another episode of She's at the Wheel podcast, the female perspective on van life, overland travel and all round adventure. Thank you so much for all the positive feedback from the last episode, which was Sam from Project Van Rambo. It was so great to chat with her. And I know that there's quite a few people that listened to the podcast for the first time. So I just wanted to say hello and thank you very much for listening. And I actually ended up getting to number 14 in the UK podcast charts in the hobbies category, which is super exciting. So thank you so much. That was so awesome to get up that high. Also, If you would like to get in touch with me with any suggestions, your ideas or even if you would be interested in appearing on an episode of She's at the Wheel, then please do get in touch with me. The email address is she'satthewheel at at gmail.com. So today's guest is Jazz. Jazz, a very talented artist and illustrator, has been working nomadically for some time now. When the pandemic struck, she decided it was the right time to do what she'd always wanted to do, build a home slash art studio on wheels. She now lives full time in her van with her adorable rescue pup, Darla, and travels around taking inspiration from her ever-changing surroundings. Now, I recorded this interview way back in April on a beautiful sunny day at Brentor in North Devon, and we had a lovely chat obviously that's quite a while ago and a few things have changed since then so the first thing is that jazz's instagram handle used to be rolling home studio but it's now changed to slow days studio and i'll put that in the description as well if you'd like to follow her and have a look at her amazing photography and artwork Since I spoke to Jazz, she's also been over to Ireland and she's travelled all the way around the coast from Belfast to West Cork. So at the end of this episode, there is a little voicemail from her just catching up with what she's been up to. So I hope you enjoy that. I'm really excited about today's episode because it's so amazing to number one, meet people that are living alternative lifestyles, but also to be able to share these conversations with you. If you're thinking that you would like to try and live your life a little bit differently, I find it so inspirational to hear about how people are living their lives differently and the fact that it is possible and there are people living differently. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing so hopefully you can take something from that too if you're looking to switch things up a bit in your own life. I know that one of the main things people think about is how they're going to make a living, so this hopefully will let you know about the fact that you can, you know, you can have a working studio or office space in your van, you know, you just have to design it around what you need, really. So that's it from me, and uh, without further ado, let's hear the interview with Jazz. <laughs> So, Jazz, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Hi.
1: <laughs> Happy to be here.
0: And, of course, Darla, the beautiful little... Is she a pomerpoo, is, isn't she? Yeah,
1: she's half Pomeranian, half toy poodle. She's really small.
0: And she's just um, chomping away on some lovely snacks and treats and things. Yes, and
1: hopefully she's going to stay mildly quiet.
0: Yeah, she's into the chicken, especially. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's like, What's next? What's this- next? Okay, so, how old are you, Jazz, and where are you from?
1: I am 30, and I'm from London originally. I've lived in Bristol for uh, seven years previous to about two years ago.
0: What van do you have?
1: Um, I have a Ford Transit, um, it's a Mark 7, if we're going into particulars. It's a high roof, and it's a long wheelbase.
0: Great. Um what year is
1: it? 2011. It used to be a Network Rail van. So when I first got it it was absolutely full of Network Rail stuff, everything. I think I had like papers and crisp packets stuffed everywhere and the strip out took a month on its own, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. It yeah. was
1: really full. It was like very like in industri- not an industrial build, but a heavy duty build because um yeah, they obviously it was just on work sites on all the time and they would basically use it to carry loads of stuff but then also they would have a cup of tea in it so it had like a microwave and an inverter and had leisure batteries in it and stuff already
0: i know some of those network rail vans they're all they're kind of split into two they've mm. got like a little cafeteria and then they've got all the work like the racks yeah. and stuff was it like that's exac- that that's exactly what okay. it was like yeah i might have
1: even had seen a, it <laughs> had a panel across the middle and yeah the back was like completely filthy and oily and gross and the front had kind of like coffee in all the depths and tea in the depths of the floor panels and was soggy and gross oh my god it was a lot of work to un to um strip did you convert the van yourself i did when i first was looking for a van i was pretty intent that i was going to get a part converted one um, because I don't have any experience building a van. <laughs> I was at my parents' house locked down in Brighton. My dad doesn't have any experience really. Like he is quite good with um electrics and he's a good physics. Um, oh, yeah. but he doesn't have any like building experience as such. And he opted to help me a little bit as much as he could. And then I basically just quite quickly realised that even the part converted I would end up changing stuff around and i was just kind of paying for something that i was then going to end up having to strip out and move and so i opted to spend as much money as i could on a base van and get the best quality van i could and then um yeah and convert it myself didn't i think i thought i'd be have it done in a month (laughs) i was like it'll be fine But yeah, no, a long time later. (laughs) Yeah, I can totally relate to
0: that. It's like, oh, this won't take too long. It's like, oh, no. I actually did what you said. I bought a a converted one and then just ripped everything out Mm -hmm. and started again. So I think that's a really good idea to buy one and just start from scratch.
1: Yeah, I think I was very, because I knew I'd be living in it and I needed to work from it. I had like a very particular things that I needed in my layout, which are quite hard to find in like an off the off-the-shelf normal van conversion and it's nice that it being all like tailored to you it's exactly totally. how I imagined it <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely it's like you can like by the centimeter you're like right this is what I want from my living space and you can yeah. design it around that it took a little bit longer than you you thought it would how did you find a conversion um as someone that you know had no experience of converting a van how was it
1: it was it was really hard, but there was a lot of other stuff going on at that time. It was a really exhausting process, but it was the first lockdown. It was like the pandemic was just sort of crazy. And I was locked in, down in Brighton with my parents and I don't really know anyone in Brighton. Um, so it was all just very isolating. And it. so I was really thankful to have something really, like a massive project to dig my teeth into and just to get me by. Um, and light at the end of the tunnel I guess had light as I'm sure lots of people did like various kind of like mental health things like with the lockdown and stuff and so in some ways yeah yeah. (laughs) in some ways it was it was like a lot of pressure on those things and um, I do very thankful to my parents for um, being very patient and helping supporting me through it I guess but yeah it was definitely a hard ride <laughs> if I was to do it again I'd probably get a van that um wasn't a network rail van I might I don't know really? but it just took a month to strip and by the time I got to actually building it I was already like knackered
0: oh my god yeah even just like unscrewing really tight mm. screws and stuff that can take it, ages. yeah <laughs>
1: and it, it was just really dirty and but then on the other hand I got I have reused a lot of that stuff like I already had a diesel heater in here and I have a really good service record and stuff. So and it was obviously oh, that's in good. the yeah. yeah, and it was in the budget.
0: Talk me through your setup, what you <laughs> have in the van and so people can get a yeah. bit of a visual idea.
1: Um so I have a um I've divided off the cab, so I've got a bulkhead which I put in and I've got a oh, yeah. little window um in that bulkhead which I can close off. It's all insulated the bulkhead so that helps so much for um heat because the cab just like loses so much heat and it also gets really warm Um, and I can dive through that bulkhead if I ever want to get to the front um I've got like an l-shaped kitchen area at the front and a little cooker a sink next to a door so you can like brush your teeth and stuff looking at the nice view it's very pink
0: Pink and gold is <laughs> such a nice mix. I think that yeah. is really nice, yeah.
1: So yeah, you also can't see, I've recently taken my paintbrush out and drawn, made it a bit more creative in here and I've drawn kind of like this swirly pattern on the walls. It's kind of inspired by, in in France you get those cute little like rooftops, I, don't, I need to find out a name, but they have that like trim and you have that white, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: I wanna say fascia, but I don't think it is fascia. It kind of reminds you know, me of like a
1: gelato <laughs> shop.
0: Yeah, ice cream, it's definitely ice cream strawberry fun, yeah. ice cream vibes yeah. in here. And sure.
1: then I've got a desk by the door Ooh. it like flips up so I can extend it. And um then I've got oh, a fixed cool. bed at the back.
0: And you've got like a fixed bed which like a widthways yeah. The classic
1: fixed widthways yeah. bed. It didn't good. always used to be like this. I did used to have a C shaped um seating area. Um, and it converted but when I got Dala, I was just like there's I was just was not converting the bed it was just always got you and um as you can see like it went all the way out to here so it took up like loads of my van and I didn't have space for her crate underneath which I now have Dala's crate underneath the bed
0: and it's nice as well just to have the bed like because mm. cause every day having to make up the bed or yeah. you just don't do it do you like mm. do you know what I mean like, I've got a table underneath my bed that i've never used because i'm yeah. just like oh, i can't be bothered basically yeah
1: yeah i think when i made my van i kept thinking about like ever people being in it like oh, but i'll be able to have like dinner around the table yeah. and then you're like it's my van and i'm in it every day like i'm gonna make it for how i want it stuff them
0: <laughs> yeah totally no i was exactly the same like i made a really selfish de- decision with my van i was like i'm having a single bed because
1: <laughs> mm. well, actually this is, you know you can probably tell it's like not that big it's kind of like queen oh yeah
0: yeah yeah but you could you could have someone in here if you if you did have a friend or whatever to stay that's good that's one my regret with mine actually is i could put someone on the floor but that Mm. would feel rude you know Mm. but like you say it's it's more about you and your space isn't it and like how you want to use it you've got so you've got a diesel heater Mm
1: -hmm. you've got a
0: porta potty which is good You've got one of those lovely um, urns with a little tap on. You don't. Yeah. You don't need any more than that, really. I, I yeah. Think.
1: So I do have. I've got oh, yeah, running got water, sink, but yeah. I don't use that for drinking water, just because mm-hmm. it's just uh, harder to keep all clean and clean out all those pipes and stuff. Yeah, and it
0: like mine tastes like plastic. If yeah. I if I take water from the tap, it's like oh no, I don't want to take yeah. that really.
1: I don't know how lots of vans do. Keep it clean without having a filter in it because mm-hmm. my pipes get really gross. So yeah, yeah. so I just use the little, one of the Kilner things for um, dispenser things for my drinking water, and then it you can keep nice. that clean. And yeah, I have running water out of the tap. I've got the diesel heater. I've got a fridge, a big compressor drop-down fridge is mm-hmm. underneath there. I have a lot of solar on the roof. I've got 350 watts of solar.
0: Is that your main source of electricity? Do you have a hookup or do you have a split charge relay?
1: All three. Do you? Oh, wow. My dad was doing the electrics on my van, and he is like, he got very, it was a good project for him, I think, over lockdown. And he was like, okay, you're going to have this, you're going to have this. They have a camper van. And so he was quite intently, he was like, you need like a good three ways of charging. And it's been so great. I did have trouble over winter, January and February, Then I was just on a hookup. Um, but now it's like Honestly as soon as the days got longer I've been fine on solar for about um, a month now Just not wow. even not even really moving around And obviously when I'm doing driving around like this It's fine
0: That's so amazing Like yeah. That is so cool That I, you just cause got I, that um, energy Because
1: I work from the van So I'm charging my MacBook Pro I've got an iPad Pro I'm quite like electrics heavy
0: you're an artist you're an illustrator mm-hmm. painter is that how is that a good way to describe you or
1: yeah I'm an illustrator by trade profession I do do mural pe- art mural painting as well which um I do also do commissions so for work but I do tend to like leave murals a lot of places also just for because I enjoy it and yeah i guess i'm an artist as well by an artist by hobby because i don't always do stuff for work
0: got you it's something that yeah. you enjoy yeah in your free time that's a fun i've never yeah.
1: said it like that before but that's, yeah so oh, i that's do a nice. lot of stuff for my work is kind of quite, quite varied um i do like advertising campaigns and i'm doing an advertising campaign for the scottish government at the moment which oh, wow. is super exciting and it's going to be a big like billboards and like nationwide thing so that is coming up soon oh cool and yeah yeah i do it all from the band
0: so you've created a space that works around your job as an artist so mm-hmm. what was important for you in this space to have your studio on wheels
1: definitely a like proper desk space that is always there it's not a dining table or anything else it's like a workspace so i've got like got like inspirational. I don't know moody board Mm -hmm. studio type things yes I've got like my paintbrushes and I've got like some of my work up there and all like art books and materials and so on and I've got a really good view (laughs)
0: yeah so you can yeah totally so you can like do your work and then when you just need to take a little mental break you just look out on the view and or sometimes I can just
1: draw I'll be just drawing like whatever's there and um drawing the sheep or whatever I've got a proper chair so I've got like a a kneeling chair because which I guess not many people have proper chairs in a van Mm -hmm. yeah obviously I'm working in here and I have problems with my neck and RSI before so that was really important Mm -hmm.
0: yeah no that's a really nice setup actually it looks really comfortable Mm. and workable for sure
1: and oh and I have wi-fi I have a mi-fi box
0: do you what's mm-hmm. that then i don't know anything
1: about that i pay 20 pounds a month and i have unlimited data it's on three and my phone is on Giftcaf. which one's on the o2 network so it means i like span two different networks oh
0: that's good which yeah. is quite handy
1: yes yeah, so it means usually if i'm out of signal of one i have signal in the other because i'm usually always on my wi-fi in the van because i'm always in the van i <laughs> i <get> think i
0: <laughs> from your dog she's like Do you have any more chicken, or are you like, what's the situation
1: here? Um, She'll settle down soon, hopefully. Good girl, sweetie. Um, So yeah, I just don't pay much on my regular phone contract. I took that down Mm -hmm. to like a tenner a month, because I kind of like... So between them, it's £30 a month, Mm -hmm. and I always have one.
0: Why do you think it works so well in the van, being an artist in this space?
1: Um, So I think it works really well. I... Can work from anywhere. I work predominantly from my iPad Pro, um. So my work's generally digital for clients, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I don't actually need the internet that much. I'm not internet reliant because I'm just drawing. I only really need internet where I'm like uploading or downloading files or anything. And so it's a really, really good work to have on the road. Um. Also, like getting inspiration whenever I move. I have like, I get a lot of my inspiration from travel. And so, and yeah, I generally just find when I'm moving around, I will be wanting to pick up my sketchbook more and it just makes me feel more creative. And yeah, it's just worked really easily. I um, have meetings with clients and stuff, especially now everything's over Zoom. It's like, yeah, it's I was just already, normal. Yeah. yeah, totally. And people are like, wow, is that your van in the background? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's been, it's just so nice just to be able to do my work from somewhere like really naturey.
0: Oh my god, absolutely. Yeah, your art is really vibrant. It's so colourful. Kind of reminds me of like the kind of thing you might see in in like magazines, a lot of the vibrant like you'd find yeah. in stuff like I don't know, just seventeen or yeah, do you know what I mean? It's young. nice.
1: It can be quite I guess it's quite like commercial in a way. Um and yeah, very colourful and but I do also do like a lot of things for like sustainable Um, campaigns like nature things and stuff which I love doing I work with a really great PR agency who focus on sustainability and ethical campaigns so I love doing that and yeah campaigns are really cool and I've also been wanting to get into advertising for ages so it's been a really like great move into it I do also sell prints as well which I do I have like a online store which is just all done through like the cloud (laughs) and um i do like drop shipping for all of that so it's great to do on the road Oh wow yeah i set actually set up all of that because i've been working like nomadically for three years or something so i set up a lot of this stuff before i ever moved into the van and i was already working very nomadically so it hasn't really been anything to change
0: wow so it sounds like you probably gained a lot because you've got a studio now as well and you've got all your um like outsourcing sorted okay so today i'm telling you guys about fetcher chocolates fetcher chocolates is an independent female-owned business that sells luxury handmade vegan chocolate Fetcher chocolate is the perfect gift for special occasions and something that everyone can enjoy. It's dairy, gluten and soy free, so great for allergy sufferers, but also for anyone. I mean, this chocolate is so good, you don't have to be vegan to enjoy it. There are classic flavours such as milk chocolate mousse and golden salted caramel, but also Fetcher chocolates offer seasonal flavours too, so they're always coming up with new exciting recipes for you to try. The packaging can all be recycled as paper, so there's no plastic in sight. And Fetcher also plants trees to offset the packaging, so it's an eco-friendly choice as well. Fetcher Chocolates are offering listeners of this podcast 10% off with promo code WHEEL. Enter promo code WHEEL at checkout to receive a 10% discount on your order yep that's 10% off so go on go to fetchyourchocolates.com and get that chocolate in your life you will not regret it when did you move into your van and why did you make that decision to go full time
1: so I've been working sort of nomadically for the last few years I kind of like packed up all of my life in bristol about three no two years ago now i was like sick of this sort of like feeling of like working live uh, working to rent and i'm like just yeah. want, i just get f- sick of renting and just being in like a cycle and i wanted to travel more and so i gave up everything and i was actually house sitting full time i was house sitting like all different places i house sat in the uk and then also france and spain i drove all the way down there and all the way to madrid yeah i was house sitting in madrid and all lovely places through france and then i um was in mexico where i was supposed to be for six months and then COVID hit. so i was actually only there for four and a bit and i was house sitting in mexico too and like you said like i was doing all this working but like you touched on like i didn't have like my studio with me all the time so you only have like a small amount of what i have in the van right now so although I could work, I was always at a different desk, and I said I had problems with RSI, and it can be hard to like get the desk set up right every time. Whereas now I have like, but yeah. So I came back because of COVID, hauled back from Mexico, <laughs> and I guess with COVID I just realised that travel wasn't going to be going on anytime soon. House all housing gigs were cancelled, and that was kind of like how I was living my life, and um i didn't want to be settled down anywhere here and so um and yeah and the van is something i've wanted to do for a really long time but it's never really felt the right time and then i got a really big job and had the money to do it and managed to convince my parents um <laughs> that it was a good idea and i think for them it was when they realized that it would be an investment by converting the van myself and putting the money in i'd actually be not losing money in the end the van would be worth more by me converting it and so on so they were like they could see like the logic in it and they were like okay yeah so i kind of like put it all together and i was like this is the time it's going to work um i've got all of my work set up to be completely nomadic and so I can't go anywhere else and the house sitting's off and I was kind of thinking that I could do when eventually house it started up again I could like do van and then house sit van house sit van house sit. because I'd sold my car when I went to Mexico so I needed a vehicle again anyway
0: I think that house sitting and vans goes really mm. well together because if they cancel at the last minute yeah. you're not like oh crap. Now I might end up in a situation I don't really want to be in just because I've got nowhere
1: to go. You've got all of your stuff with you all the time. Like you don't have to, when I was house sitting say in Mexico and I didn't have my car you'd have to get an Airbnb or something maybe if you had a few day gap between them which is nice but it'd be easier if you were going to save money you could just live in your van for a few days. But now I got the van I kind of did always think am I going to end up being in the van more or am I going to end up house sitting more and now I'm in the van I'm like I want to live in someone else's house yeah, when i've just got, got my home house yeah well at the end of it which is annoying. yeah I and I've, I've got darling that.
0: now <laughs> oh yeah it's probably is it harder to find house sits if you you're bringing your own yeah. animal? yeah
1: i've kind of written that off for myself anyway now housing but also it just it's so hard at the moment like i it's so oversubscribed and there's so small amount of house sits because people aren't going away and you can't really travel and just it's really it's really not viable
0: yeah, and also I kind of feel like you never really know what you're walking into. It's yeah. a little bit like um, doing volunteering and stuff. You mm. you kind of like you hope that it's like they said it would be, um, mm. and I find that difficult. I've done quite a lot of house sitting. Did you do? Were you doing like uh, paid house sitting, or was it like TrustedHouseSitters.com kind of thing? I was doing trusted or, house yeah, sitters, yeah, yeah,
1: which I much prefer because you're not like an employee I like the idea that it's just a trade Mm -hmm. um rather than you kind of being at their beck and call to do everything so I got the van in May converted it up until October and then I moved in at the start of the second lockdown (laughs) which was beginning of November because I thought I can't I need to not do this second one at my parents oh yeah (laughs) um and so kind of like rushed it it wasn't completely finished at all but i was like i just need to get into it and just have a little bit of my independence and so it was kind of like ironic at that point that although we had all gone into this big lockdown it was actually like signified for me like a point where i felt a little bit more free because i was in my i just had my independence back in my own space so yeah that was beginning of november end of october I'm not used to having to make a decision for such a long time. Like, I'm very much like, I just do something for a bit and then I change it for a bit. And so to think, like, I need to base myself somewhere for, like, a long period of time. So I was based in Bristol for... in the van. I basically have been there for nearly six months, which is um, something I never thought was ever going to happen. I always thought I'd be in, like, Portugal over winter in the van. Never in a million years thought I'd be spending the (laughs) van I'd be in my van over like the UK winter in Bristol um so yeah it was definitely not what was planned but equally like in the situation that there was I it kind of like worked for me it meant that I could see friends and um had like yeah that small bit of independence which apparently means quite a lot to me (laughs) um and yeah, no. At some point, I will be able to move again. Just being in your own space—it's a big difference.
0: Yeah, and it's such a nice balance between having a roots and a permanent base, mm. but also just being independent and being able to travel. It's yeah. like such a perfect. If you're that kind of person that really values their freedom and their independence, I mean, mm-hmm. you've got a home. Yeah. but you've got your independence as well it's like yeah. especially now like the like you were saying um the weather's getting better you've done the hard bit you've done the winter now it's just your time yeah. to just be free and everything just have a nice is time. <laughs>
1: everything is up from here i feel like i it surely can touch wood yeah. can never be as hard as it has been this winter and I've got through it and I still want to live in a van so (laughs) yeah you did a pandemic (laughs) winter exactly yeah
0: no you've you've absolutely smashed it now it's like
1: totally Mm.
0: you've been in your van for six months now what have been the highlights for you so far
1: generally yeah just having my independence just yeah being able to just go wherever I want you've got everything already with you you don't need to pack anything like I could be anywhere and then I am decide to just go somewhere else I don't have to go back to like a base before going somewhere else so that's quite amazing and yeah being able to work from anywhere being able to just easily see friends from anywhere like and you can easily go it's been really handy in covid and stuff because I'm in my own house and so you're living on your own and it's much easier to just go sort of not going between cities and so on in lockdowns and stuff but you have somewhere to stay, you're not having to check into like a hotel or anything or stay at their house and so it means you might be able to maybe see your parents or something, go on walks in different places but yeah just generally having this freedom, being able to be in nature is like a massive one.
0: Oh yeah, totally um, so amazing I
1: didn't want to live in cities anymore so I'm just over it, I've been in cities all my life and uh, none of my friends live in the countryside, really. <laughs> and I didn't know where I I wouldn't know where I even wanted to live. So yeah, it's perfect.
0: It's not where it's at, is it? The city. No. When you've got a van.
1: I never want to be in cities in my van. Like I don't like it. I hate the feeling of being overlooked. I have been in Bristol for like seven years, so I know the like stigma around the people who live in vans there. And
0: yeah, there's a lot of that in Bristol, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot, there's of, a lot of van people animosity. in Bristol, but
1: there's also. A Bit of like because there's a lot of people who live in vans, this comes with like people that oh, vans and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's just not my ideal, but um, definitely nice to just meet new people and stuff and just different way of living in your city, I guess.
0: Have you ever experienced any um discrimination or have you ever um, felt like that at all?
1: Did yeah, answers, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, I definitely have. I was um in bristol there's a long going like thing with the with the community there um and like the residents so like there's just a whole lot of people who don't want me to be there and um it's just been really hard through the pandemic because it's like all all the vans there don't really want to be there like there because we're stuck and like oh yeah need to be close to a hospital or need to be close to like water and services and stuff so yeah like regularly you get like beeped at the whole way down the road or um which just like it's like oh whatever but um also just not cowardly as well yeah or um it's not nice to just feel like but i do love kind of like busting people's opinions of what they think Because I think a lot of people don't expect me to be in a van. And they're like, you live in your van. (laughs) And um, I really love kind of like, yeah, busting perceptions and just generally like talking to people a bit more about it and being like, yeah, and it's fine and it's normal.
0: (laughs) That must be quite funny. Yeah, to see their face kind of try to... (laughs) <laughs> be in this position yeah I
1: think because I'm like lucky and I'm like quite confident in myself and the choices that I've made to be in the van and so I'm happy to yeah. take that and kind of like turn it around on them in a way and but definitely because I haven't been forced to take this route but mm-hmm. I don't think it mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who um that's not the same for and so yes yeah, would be if it wasn't
0: like yeah totally (laughs) yeah there's people that didn't choose this this life and they're they're getting discriminated against that's really hard yeah because if you're on if you're at a low ebb you don't really need people kicking you when you're down do you it's not nice but yeah that's really nice that you can um enjoy that interaction with people yeah i like talking to
1: people as well so yeah it works Fine.
0: See, I'm not... I'm no good. I just get really aggressive. Like, yeah. that, that's a really good attitude, just to be really, like, open and relaxed about it. I'm just not like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I just go into, like, um, battle mode, like, basically, which doesn't help anyone, really. But what I really like is, like, how the day changes, because you're outside all the time, so, like, mm. you can watch the day change, and you can go out and in and out and in, and... Yeah, yeah. you're it.
1: generally just living a more outside life, which is something... I really, really value. Having Dala has just been amazing for like I'm um, yeah, I'm outside just so much. Even when it's not that nice or when you never really go outside if you were in a house. You would probably spend the day like just cozying up, but you're just generally getting in and out a lot and it's been really, really good for my mental health.
0: And what about the challenges that you found living in a van?
1: There's obviously errand-like challenges that so are always a bit boring in a van, like filling up water and showering and um, stuff like that. But it's been all of that stuff has like been a bit of a learning curve. But now I'm definitely like found my groove of a lot of it. It'd be really nice when campsites reopen with facilities because i always imagine i'd like to just spend like one day a week in a campsite like empty my loo empty fill up my water all of that stuff have a really good shower wash my hair (laughs)
0: yeah
1: which i've been lucky through lockdowns i've been able to use other people's showers and um and like in services and so on but it would be nice just for campsites to facilities to be open
0: absolutely i think like That's another thing that would have been so hard this winter, not only Mm. are you um, doing a pandemic winter, you're also not able to access basic facilities. Yeah, they cut
1: off so much stuff, which actually is really important for people living in the road, like so much stuff in the first lockdown, like they closed all public toilets and yeah there's lots of people that rely on those
0: yeah and then they blame people for like shitting in bushes or yeah. whatever, And it's like sorry what do you expect like they can't yeah. it's not their fault that they have to do that like they haven't chosen they're like
1: crazy. do you know what i'd
0: love to do right now like, like no, they're desperate you know
1: yeah and obviously um... i wouldn't.
0: obviously if you can do it in a bag and put it in a bin great but you know
1: dig a hole somewhere
0: yeah dig a hole absolutely um
1: But yeah, so that's been just generally through lockdown. That kind of stuff has been more difficult, and I guess yeah, then the like social side, like the stigma. But yeah, I think I'm generally confident enough now to like get over that kind of thing. That's kind of it. Maybe occasionally finding somewhere to park up. Like we're in the UK, and it's like not that easy here. And yeah, I never thought I'd be here for such a long time. And so yeah, maybe sometimes like finding somewhere you feel comfortable and like you don't ever for me anyway i hate the feeling of like impending on like resident space or like i don't want to be near houses or like yeah i don't want to feel like i'm in their space as much as they don't want me to be there you're just trying to find somewhere appropriate to park up
0: yeah and like i always find if i'm in a residential area i feel like i can't like do anything in the yeah. van or make noise or yeah i can't definitely. like put the heater on and stuff like that
1: yeah you feel like you have to be like all invisible and like quiet
0: yeah which is a bit wild really mm. it's a shame isn't it that like we don't have like facilities like they do in spain and france and yeah. stuff here. like i don't understand it
1: it's much better i think to provide facilities and everything for it so that it is clean and provided for rather than it being like this weird like under the surface thing which is like people aren't able to get like services and maybe proper healthcare and stuff and has to be all like, yeah, like it's not properly provided for. You've got nowhere proper to put your rubbish and you're really allowed, like really allowed to put your rubbish and so on. It's stupid.
0: Yeah, it totally is. It doesn't make any sense.
1: It was actually one of the things in Bristol that they're really campaigning for, the man community there is to like, everyone's like, we are very happy to pay a tax and pay towards these services if we can just provide us somewhere to put our rubbish and dump waste and stuff rather than they don't want to be like on the local residents.
0: let's talk about darla then so you've got a lovely little gorgeous little dog here who's been so lovely so when did you get her and let's hear a little bit about
1: about darla <laughs> so i adopted her in december so i've had her five months now um she has come from a lady who um is too ill to look after her anymore she had terminal cancer has terminal cancer sorry so she was extremely vulnerable through covid and so she hasn't been darla hasn't really been out the house hadn't been out the house before i got her so maybe like a year um so they had a big garden and stuff and she'd play in the garden with the other dogs but she's very new to a lot of um of outside things, and then through lockdowns and so on. So it's, she's going through like a lot of new things at the moment, a lot of new experiences. How old is she? She's two and a half. She's okay. very small and very cute. She's got very big ears.
0: Oh wow! So she is in a, in effect. She's kind of a lockdown baby. She's very
1: much a lockdown baby, and like she is, like very under socialised. Very like lots of new things and so on. Um but she's doing really well. She's just she's very much adapted to van life. When I first got her she was throwing up like every twenty minutes. Oh my in the goodness. van, yeah, when we drove. And um now she's great. She's got a little car seat and she just like falls asleep. She's just loving being in the countryside and adventures now.
0: Oh yeah, she's oh my goodness, she's so cute. I've seen pictures on your <laughs> social media of yeah. her, but in person, she's <laughs> abso- oh my god, she's beautiful. She's so beautiful.
1: Yes, she yeah, she's great, and it's just so nice to have her in the van. It's like when I didn't have her, I, I'm quite very used to spending time on my own. But yeah, I was housing for so long, and I always have a, I'd always have a animal there. I definitely got used to having them by my side and i really missed that and um she does also provide like a level of security for the van oh definitely
0: no she's perfect (laughs) actually because she's real she's so alert she knows what's going on so she's gonna see things you know you does that make you feel like more comfortable
1: yeah she's she's tiny she's not gonna like maim any invaders or anything but um she (laughs) will definitely make a noise (laughs) and she'll make a hell of a noise and that is probably enough and that's enough for me to know that I'm gonna know what's going on. And also just, yeah, to have the company all the time is just great. Like I just talk to her all the time and yeah, to make us like, get outside and explore and so on, it's great. This is the perfect a time for her to be yeah. talking
0: as well because
1: we're talking she's about just, it. She's just like, she's like, well, mm, why aren't you paying me attention when you're talking about me?
0: What's next for you, Jaz, in your van life journey?
1: I am going to be exploring a bit of Devon and Cornwall for the next month and so. Um, and then I am going to be doing driving the Wild Atlantic Way, which is the whole of the west coast of Ireland. Uh, it's a 1,600-mile road trip, and um, I'm super excited about it. Um, I'm getting the ferry over there in a month and a half and it's gonna be great i'm gonna be spending about three months doing it yeah super excited and then obviously it's so hard to plan things because of covid and everything's like dipping and everything changes like a million times but i do have that booked my ferry booked so hopefully that is once i have planned that is something that hopefully we'll be able to go ahead and then i will hopefully be getting to europe for winter we pray hopefully um so yeah fingers crossed that is what's going to happen and i'm just excited excited to be able to explore more and yeah get into like less busier areas and just feel more um open be able to just like have the doors open and stuff like that like oh yeah i've been in bristol for ages and it's very like confined and and you just feel like you can't really like be yeah like we said you can't really be open with what you're doing so it's just nice to be in nature
0: if anyone would like to follow you on social media or see your amazing colourful artwork where can they go to find you
1: so my illustration account um is jasmine hortop j-a-s-m-i-n-e um and yeah you can see all of my work on there what i'm up to the kind of work i do my murals and so on um and then my van account um because i needed somewhere to put my van it wasn't my work account Ooh. Um, is rolling home studio and that is a lot of Dala (laughs) and van stuff and my adventures, really.
0: Yeah, and I would suggest um, definitely give Jazz a follow. It's so lovely. She's got, (laughs) you've got these, like, gorgeous, colorful what how do you do that it's with your ipad Pro. my ipad yeah oh my god i can't even describe what it is
1: <laughs> <laughs> i like to sort of illustrate over photographs basically um i have i did used to do much more sort of complicated ones for as part of my travel illustration before the van but yeah i've got this kind of like rainbow theme going at the moment with the van and i love it
0: yeah i love it as well (laughs) i'm a big fan it's like a lovely pastel rainbow yeah it's a really nice um like signature thing to have Mm. it's really cool awesome oh well it's been such a pleasure um sitting here with you and lovely darla she's been so well behaved hasn't she yeah i think she looks a bit she's she's ready to go to do something now isn't she yeah she's um, had a little nap thank you so much again for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure okay
1: thank you very much for having me and chatting to me
2: Hi, Kat. How are you? So, yes, it's been ages since I last saw you. Feels like a very long time ago because we were in Cornwall or Devon, were we? So, what have I been up to since then? It feels like many lifetimes ago. So, I've spent the whole summer in Ireland. I've been here for four months. I have have spent a good while of time in the north of Ireland, And probably about, I've probably spent about six or seven weeks in Northern Ireland, done all around there. And I've also spent the rest of the time pretty much glued to the west coast on the south. Um, I've been doing the Wild Atlantic Way, which I've pretty much followed the whole way. I have done the whole of the coast all the way from Belfast all the way around anti-clockwise All the way down to West Cork. At the moment I'm just in Kerry and my brother's coming here for a weekend we're spending the weekend on the Dingle Peninsula and then next week I head back to England and then I will be spending these gonna be spending a couple of months in England seeing like family and friends and then I will be spending the winter going over to Spain maybe Portugal, maybe Morocco. I'm not sure. At the moment, I'm calling it Spain and beyond. But Ireland has been amazing. I cannot recommend it to anyone enough. It has been the perfect place for me to spend the summer. It's so green, it's so lush, and just full of places to park. Obviously not not allocated spaces to park, but it's just so wild, and there's so many less people, and... Camper vaning is very tolerated here, so it's just been really, really easy to find really beautiful park-ups where I can just chill out and spend like a few days at a time. It's also been really, really safe. <laughs> Covid-wise, they're very cautious here, like 90, nearly like 95% of the population is fully vaccinated. No, sorry, nearly 92% of the adult population are fully vaccinated now, which is crazy. So it's just been really, really lovely to spend the summer here and just sort of feel a bit more free with my van and not so not feel like I'm hiding away which after the winter in lockdown and kind of like a bit of the sentiment of van that there is in the UK at the moment where you sort of feel like you have to be very discreet and hide away it has felt really good to spend the summer in a place where everyone's so friendly and there isn't such animosity towards van dwellers so yeah I really can't recommend it enough it has just been amazing and I'm going to be really sad to leave here I've been surfing That's something I've taken up this summer. I've been spending a lot of time in the sea and um, I've just sort of completely fallen in love with the ocean, to be honest. I have seen so many dolphins just walking on coastal walks, so much wildlife and yeah i i am really looking forward to coming back and just seeing some friends but um definitely leaving a little part of my heart here and i like, hope to maybe come back next summer just cuz it's just been really lovely it's just really quiet compared to other places in summer which obviously get really busy like it's a bit bit busier here over summer but compared to like england and so on it's just really a lot of space yeah, that is me and that's what I've been up to, just taking things very slow. I started a master's last week, um, which is very exciting. It's not something I actually would have been able to do if I wasn't in the van, because being in the van has just given me the financial freedom a bit more and enabled me to work less to be able to take on this master's, so... I've been very studious the last couple of weeks which has just again been really great to just have the space to be able to do that here and chill and not worry about having to move all the time so I'm just really very grateful for my time in Ireland and sort of feel like I'm coming out a bit slightly slightly different person a bit more enriched and probably a bit more confident in myself and in the van so yeah very exciting. Mm-hmm.
0: So there you have it. That was the interview with Jazz and a little catch up at the end there. If you would like to follow Jazz, her Instagram again is Studio. I'll put that in the description as well. And that's it for this episode. So thank you very much for listening to She's at the Wheel podcast. If you want to write to me, it's she's at the wheel at gmail.com. Please follow me on Instagram, and rate this podcast five stars on itunes see you next time i've got to get away start again find a brand new day so much for me to find but i've got to go outside